1: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I often like to start with something unbelievable and this fits that bill. I don't know if you heard about this, but McDonald's recently sold for a very short time, a happy meal for adults. That's right, a happy meal for adults was a big mac of fries and you know it wasn't beer the adult happy meal had you no know, it had toys inside no not those kind of toys it was a small grimace the hamburglar it was like a little tiny figurine birdie as well as the apparel brand's mascot cactus buddy which i never even knew existed until that uh well there's one selling on ebay right now a happy meal for adults with the cactus buddy on the inside and the ebay seller says Well, sell fast, better order, better get it now, better get it now. How much do you think the listing price is on this adult Happy Meal? Anybody? Okay, remember I said it was unbelievable, Uh, $300,000 and 95 cents. I'm not sure why the 95 cents, but $300,000 and 95 cents. You know, at that price, you really better be loving it. And welcome to uh, the Kim Commando Show. It's the nation's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. You can find us on over 425 top stations from coast to coast. And we're just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast 24-7 over at getkim.com. You know, every single day I visit anywhere between 30 and 40 different websites. And I read every single thing that has to do with the consumer tech industry and really the tech industry in general. And I I do all this to make sure that I'm up to date, but also when I do the show that I make sure that you guys and gals are always up to date. Now, this is part of the show where I like to talk about consumer tech, specifically the the things that you're using, what you might want to buy, how the prices are changing on something that you already own. And we're going to start with a Facebook setting that you may not be aware of that's telling everyone on Facebook when you're actually on the site, checking out what people are doing, looking up old flames, high school friends, which by the way, yes, you really do look much younger than all your high school friends, just wanna tell you that. Uh, The Facebook app has a special alert called Active Status. This lets you see when your friends and connections are online or when they were recently using the app, and that means you, so they can see when you're on Facebook or the Facebook Messenger app. So what you wanna do is just launch the Facebook app on your iPhone or Android, and then tap that hamburger icon as the more button. But what you wanna do is navigate through your privacy settings to something that says active status. And then that's where you can turn it off from everybody seeing when you're on Facebook and when you're on Facebook Messenger. Uh, Number two on our list is metal is so overrated. I mean, the good old car license plate is getting an overhaul and it comes with its own way to track everywhere you go. That's right, digital license plates are coming to more states now legal in Arizona, Michigan, and Texas, by the way, so as long as it's a commercial vehicle in Texas. Now, California is the latest to get these digital license plates. Reviver is the name of the company that makes the ones for California, but they pretty much work the same way. It's the size of a standard license plate. There's a little LED panel there, and they say that it's really going to be great because it can display messages such as if a vehicle is stolen or if there's an amber alert that you'll see it on the license plates. Uh, the plates also have built in tracking to locate stolen cars, that's what they say, or really anywhere that you go. Uh, they say about 10,000 California drivers brought into the digital license plate program, and there are 36 million vehicles registered in the state of California. And so, how much do you think? How much do you think a digital license plate costs? Okay, it's per month. How much do you think? Uh, Nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents a month. Wow. Okay, uh, a hardwired option for commercial vehicles is twenty-four dollars and ninety-five cents a month. Let me tell you, I just bought the personalized license plate. Bah, bah. Yes, it was for my black Jeep. Mm. Bad. Okay, number three on our list. We don't want no stinking ads. Netflix is changing of course you know that you're already paying anywhere between ten dollars and twenty dollars a month for netflix depending on how many screens one two or four screens but coming in november there's a cheaper advertising supported plan that costs six dollars and 99 cents a month but you only get one screen at a time so how many ads that's not so bad for now they're saying five ads per hour five minutes of advertising per hour but you know what's going to happen? They're going to put in five, and then they're going to increase it to six, seven, eight, and I bet you they level off between nine and twelve somewhere per hour. And if you are a streaming free, freeloader, those days are coming to an end too. Netflix is uh, cracking down and to start charging subscribers for that too. So uh, it's really interesting. Imagine like ten years ago, you're you and your friends are sitting around and you say, Hey, you know what? Wait, do you want to watch a ten hour movie? Do you think you'd like to watch a ten hour movie? And you're like, Ten hours. I'm not going to watch a 10-hour movie. That's exactly what Netflix does when they drop all these seasons and people binge-watch it. Uh, Number four on our list that you need to know about is Amazon has that help wanted sign-up. It seems to happen this time of year. Uh, Amazon's now hiring 150,000 folks throughout the United States. Okay, so full-time, seasonal, part-time roles. They say across its entire operational network. Uh, They say they're looking for applicants from all backgrounds and experience employees can earn on average more than $19 per hour based on position and geography. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're looking for some extra work, you might wanna just see what Amazon's doing near you. And I hear those warehouses are like mazes. I mean, and for nothing else, at least it's a place where you can get completely lost in your work. And finally coming in at number five, there's this, the smartphone pinky. That's right. If you're suffering from this condition, A lot of people are taken to social media with videos and warnings and and photos that they have this new pinky finger deformity. The big complaint is that a new bend forms in that finger resulting from the way that you're holding your smartphone because it's often your pinky underneath that's bearing the brunt of all the weight. So whether or not it's real or not, the condition is going viral and more and more pinky syndrome sufferers are coming forward. They are. And now experts are chiming in with their professional opinions. So instead of a smartphone pinky, they say, being a unique condition, it's more like a repetitive strain injury or an RSI. That's the impact of frequent repetitive movements on the same muscles and nerves. Holding that. So if you need a hand, for one, you can put the phone down and consider different ways of holding it. Uh, the best way is to like, clench your hand and then stretch the pinky to work it out. So you want to start doing some pinky exercises. I didn't know that you needed that, right? Well, you look, you do. All right, so here's the deal. Even if it is real and you do have that smartphone pinky, just remember, on the other hand, your pinky is just fine. All right, coming up, we have all of your phone calls. We have brand new or not true. Oh, we're going to tell you how you can use tech to have the spookiest house on the block. You don't want to miss that. And, of course, we have our phone calls, and you have more of me, Kim Commando. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a reminder, if you're too shy, you can always drop me a question using our website. Head over to commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. Uh, Thomas in Long Island, New York. Hello there, Thomas. <laughs> Hi, Kim. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was my that was my semi New Jersey accent coming out. <laughs> okay. Yes.
3: So um, my wife and I are building a home, and I know you said you did this recently, and um, we did all the wiring. Nightmare the rain, so that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just we're getting close to closing up the walls. Um, I have a lot. Of, I have my Orbi mesh system from my prior home that I'm I'm gonna I was gonna put in. It's about three years old. Um, my question is on all the other apps. I wanted to have a bit of a smart home. I have about eight items listed that I know I'm going to get. I'll read them to you if you want. Um, but my question to you is, it, it, how do you do this without having eight, nine, ten apps for all the different things? Is there any way to have, like, one central way to, to, to control your home, just, you know, from thermostat to want, doorbell?
1: Yeah, I just I just want one app, right? I just want yeah. one app that, that does Everything. I would love to have that. But um, I'm right. hoping that your your uh, experience in building a home has been a lot better than my experience because uh, I will never, ever do this again in my entire life. <laughs> never, ever. This, um, it probably isn't, it, but it's beyond the scope of your show. So. <laughs> oh, well, can I tell you my favorite story? Okay. So oh. we have... Uh, so we we have the the garage door goes up right, and uh, so I said so how do you open the garage door? And they said well, you have to get out of your car, go over to the garage door, hold press and hold the button while the garage door comes up. Okay, pull your car into the garage, get out of your car, go and press and hold the button to so have the garage door close. Okay. <laughs> What part of that sounds ridiculous? Uh, Totally ridiculous. Okay. So for some reason, I don't know why, is that the architect designed an hydraulic garage door. Like you'd put in an airplane hanger. Okay. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) So right now we're trying to figure out, because I I spoke to him the other day. I said, here's what I want. I want to have an app that I have and I know other people have, and I have it at a house right now, I can hit a yep. button, and the, I can be in France, and I can open my garage door, <laughs> okay? so yeah. like, I had that with Lickmaster. I had that in my car. Okay, we've had this forever. Why do, we, why do yeah. I have to get out of my car and press and hold a button so a hydraulic door can open? Uh, anyway, that's just one thing. Pool leaks too, by the yes. way, but we'll, we'll we'll save that for another story. <laughs> okay. um, it's very difficult what you're asking. It is. Okay. Uh, we are we are probably five years away. I, I think five years away from having a universal app that will take no matter what ecosystem that you're in right now and mm-hmm. enable it to work. Um, and so, for the most part, you know, you can try to stick with. Uh, Amazon Alexa, you can try to stick with uh, Z-Wave, uh, the Apple HomeKit, uh, Google Assistant. Google seems to have a lot more of this going on than than the others, uh, as well mm-hmm. as Alexa. But Alexa, with Amazon, you know you're, they're basically buying everything that they can to put under this smart home umbrella. And okay. I wish that I could. I wish that I could tell you that yes, I I have solved this problem. So I only have one app that i can say turn on off the sprinklers control the pool and the spotlights and the temperature lights and the front gate bell and the temperature in my office the temperature in the studios in the guest house whatever it may be right the garage doors mm-hmm. um, it's the light switches what else do you what else do you want to control the home theater the hot water heater right it just i mean there's so much you can control which is which is really fabulous Yes, which is, and it's just fabulous. And if somebody could figure this out today, they would make a, a gazillion dollars. But the problem is, is that these the, these ecosystems and these, it's so disjointed that they don't talk to each other. It almost reminds me of the early days of television remote controls. Do you remember that when we'd have yeah. like four or five remotes yeah. sitting on the table? And you'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, well, which remote does what again? Okay. And then finally they came up with the universal remote. We're 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 gonna get to that universal remote stage, but we're just not there yet. We're not, and I wish that we were. I mean, I wish any way to but it's do just this not there.
3: Avoid, Yeah, any way to do this and avoid redoing it, you know, it, so that with that or no.
1: No, I, you know, I think if you have if you're doing you're, you said you're doing Cat six, is that right? Yes. Okay, you know, as long as you have the cables in, I I don't see this. For as, and then I'm thinking myself, too. I don't see this as a major problem when the whole industry grows up to that everybody really truly wants a smartphone. I mean, I don't, I don't see you having to redo all that. I don't see myself having to redo all that. But I do see not, that the, the products that the we're wires. using now... Yeah, the products, you know, that's the issue. The, yeah, the products, that's what I'm saying. The products that we're using now... They're going to be growing exponentially in features and also, I think, compatibility with other products that we're using. So that, so that the, the smart shades will suddenly work with the smart thermostat. And so, and we, you know, and at some point, we, we kind of almost had that with the Crestron system. And I don't know if you've looked at Crestron, but Crestron can control a lot of a home's smarts, a lot of different devices. Does it control them all? No, unfortunately, it doesn't. And for those, you might have some separate apps. And Crestron has grown up over the years. I've had Crestron in now three homes. The latest version seems to be really getting to the point where it's worth the money. I will forewarn you, it is not cheap. It is not inexpensive. It's going to cost you. And make sure that if you do get Crestron, that you actually... Call a local A.V. guy or gal who's like specializes in a restaurant because you're going to want to have them set the scenes, the different environments for the whole smart home to work. Uh, but as far as just using all these off the shelf things and having it work slam dunk overnight and with one app, we're just doggone it. We're just not there quite yet. But hopefully I bet you're going to be there within the next five years. You know, I mentioned that in the new house that we're building that I'm using Crestron. And I will tell you that Crestron needs to be professionally installed, so you need to contact a dealer. And it's not like you have that instant gratification where you can buy a smart light and then it comes next day delivery and then you get to use it. No, Crestron takes a while to install, and it's super expensive. Just to give you a perspective on that, um, each light switch has a price of about $200. So, yeah, it totally adds up real quick. All right, let's talk about upload versus download speeds. This is a little fun fact you need to know about because when your home internet isn't as fast as it should be, most people just do a speed test and they keep focused on the download speed. So what you can do is go to Google, type in internet speed test. Now, the download speed is usually one that the provider sells you on. Maybe it's 50 or 100 or more megabits per second. The upload speed is a lot lower than your download speed and your upload speed will affect whether... You know, your gameplay lags or your video calls just totally freeze up. So you need at least three megabits per second for video calls. So keep this in mind. The next time you do that speed test, the next time things aren't working on your Wi-Fi, might not be the download speed. It might want to be the upload speed. So stay right where you are. We have more tips like this to share as well as brand new or not true that you never, ever want to miss. It's so fun.
2: Tax Day is coming. Oh, no. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text STOP to opt out.
1: That's right. It is time right now for America's national radio game show sensation, where you can play along and guess, is it brand new or is it not true? You see, every single week, I get all these press releases and products just get dropped right at my door for me to test. And I sat back and I looked at them all, I don't know, probably 5, 10 years ago, and I said this is a great thing. Is it brand new or is it not true? So every week I present you, the home listener, podcast listener, and viewer of The Kim Commando Show, three products. And it's up to you to decide which of the three is brand new and which of the two are not true. Now, you will notice that there are no product names given. That's the way, this way that nobody can cheat, right? Because I don't want you to sit there trying to Google it. So once again, remember, two products are fake and one is actually real. I just make up the fake products. All right. And joining us, we have this week Sarah from Salem, Kentucky, who is our very special guest contestant on Brand New or Not True. Hello there, Sarah. Hello, Kim. So, what do you do in Salem, Kentucky? I work for an attorney. Awesome. I actually looked where Salem, Kentucky was because I've never. It said the population is 723. Wow, that's a small town, huh? It's tiny it is tiny all right so let me tell you if you win brand new or not true sarah you're going to get an official chem commando show fanny pack but either way we we'll also have a special treat for you at the end okay so you ready to play along i am all right so remember two products are fake and one is real we're gonna start with product number one is if your phone is dead and you reach into your bag and you grab a portable battery and recharger, those days are over because what if you forgot the charger? Well, now, Sarah, you can take a walk to charge your phone. It's the world's first device charging shoe. Yes, I said a shoe. It creates its own power. It looks like your average walking or running shoe, except it has a USB plug on the inside on the right sole. And there's no need to charge the shoe to make sure you always have a charge, because as you're walking along, the shoe has this internal power generator that creates and stores power as you walk. So with every step you take, it creates piezoelectric charges. It has to be real. It harvests kinetic energy. I mean, I can hardly say it. It's called piezoelectric charges. So here's how it works. 10,000 steps equals one full phone charge. Now, there's a small compartment in the solar left shoe that actually will store the three inch USB cable that you need. Uh, the cost, $259, not cheap, but it's not as expensive as some cash shoes. Ooh, that was bad. Okay, uh, product number two, there's a new camera app that takes a picture, but instead of showing you the image of what you have captured, the app will instantly search Google to display a similar image. All right, let me explain. You take a picture of the Grand Canyon, you see other pictures of the Grand Canyon. You hit the Adventure tab and it shows you a picture of another wonder of the world, something that you'd love to see like the Grand Canyon Islands, or maybe another wonder of the world like Kim Kardashian's butt. Uh, Speaking of, if you ever take the picture of the backside of a mule, it may show you a picture of someone who works in Washington. You get how it works. The app is free, but there are also in-app purchases. All right, and finally, Product number three. Why should you always knock on a refrigerator door before opening it, Sarah? Do you know why you should always do that? No. <laughs> in case there's a salad dressing. Oh, <laughs> I know. But we're talking about refrigerators. OK, I'm sure it's happened to you, it's happened to me. You have food in your fridge that's old, moldy, gross, right, smelly? Well, thanks to new refrigerator tech, those days were over, your fresh veggies and fruit will last up to 12 days longer. Inside is a smart purifier that eliminates bad odors, bacteria, extends the shelf life of your food. And thanks to this photocatalytic technology, you can say goodbye to bad odors and spoiled vegetables that are stuck in the back of the refrigerator. You know what happens? You open it up and you're like, oh, God, who died in here? So here's what happens. It takes the air inside the fridge through this mechanical ventilation, leads towards this photocatalytic filter, the pollutants are destroyed, and you can wash the filter out. It doesn't need to be replaced. It works with an app, too. And uh, it's $88. So here's your three choices. Okay, remember, two are fake. One is real. So product number one is the walking teching tech charger that is just going to be in your shoes. Uh, Product number two is that was the oh, the new camera app. And product number three is refrigerator tech that will make your food last longer. So which of the three do you think is absolutely true, Sarah? Which one can you go out and buy?
4: I am hoping it's three, because that would be great.
1: That would be great, wouldn't it? Yes. Product number three, because I'll tell you, you know, I cleaned out my refrigerator the other day, Sarah, and I couldn't help but notice what a great blue cheese selection that I had, but it wasn't intentional, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Like, Like, ooh, what is that anyway? All right. Let's see what our judges say. Sarah's gone with product number three.
3: simply press the button, put it in your refrigerator, and it will help you save food and money by keeping your food fresh and edible longer, increasing shelf life
1: up to 12 days. Yes, sometimes eighty-eight dollars, right in there. It's a
4: matter of days for your
1: food. It is, and not. so, uh, so Sarah, you won an official Kim Commando Show fanny pack, and also we have a special treat. You're also going to get a free bag of Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend dog food. This is a fifty-nine dollar ninety-five cent value. So, Sarah, you won, and I know you have a question for me. So, how can I help you out?
4: Well, I thank you again for taking my question. I, mean, I am a big fan. I listen to you and learn a lot. It helps me keep up with everything.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that.
4: My question is, I um, purchased a house two years ago, and about that time I began getting mail, and it had my address on it but someone else's name every time it was somebody different. Um, I started to get mail for a a particular company. It was registered with the Secretary of State, contacted them, um, and they did tell me, you know, they did think it was probably fraudulent. They were going to look into it. Um, it's just been multiple things like that. And I really think the timeline kind of matches up with the time maybe I um, signed my mortgage. And I know mortgage companies will buy those things. So could it sure. be something online that I have registered for, either a mortgage or something else that I missed? I don't do online banking, purchasing. <laughs> I mean, I I just don't know what's happened. I thought maybe you would give me some insight on maybe what I might have done or what I can do to stop this.
1: Well, you know, this seems to be something that seems to be trending in the United States. I got this phone call, similar phone call, gosh, I don't know, Sarah, maybe a couple of months ago. And it, I'm not really sure why you would be getting mail in somebody else's name, but the first step of action is to, um, is to file a complaint with the USPS, with the post office. Um, mm-hmm. And if you visit US, uspis.gov, so that's USPIS, not USPS.gov, USPIS.gov, is that that's where you can report any type of suspected fraud and mail Mm -hmm. fraud. And and what they'll do is they'll actually take a look at it and they'll investigate it. Because your address is personal and it really shouldn't be used by anybody else. Because if you think about it, a lot of your data is tied to your address, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, your mail service, government paperwork, your social security number. Now... Before we jump the gun, though, and contact the USPIS, Um is are any of these names from the previous owners? No,
4: not the previous owners. I've
1: known the last
4: three families that have moved, that have lived oh, in that house. Okay. Like you said, in right. a small town. So I I, yeah. I don't know if, if I've done something technologically wrong somewhere.
1: Um, I, you know, I don't think it's you. I think, you know, maybe somebody is. I don't know, they're trying to, to spoof something or get or pull some type of shenanigans that they shouldn't be. Now, if anybody's using your address for insurance, uh, proof of residence, or maybe for a driver's license, that's where you need to take it just one more step other than the USPIS.gov website. It's kind of a right. hassle, but you actually have to go to the police station and file a report. Um, because in case you are mailed any type of renewal notices or whatever it may be, is that especially the driver's license and, like I said, proof of insurance, is that we don't want anybody using your address to do something on the edge that they may come back and start knocking on your door. So, you know, if it's just one time, if it's just one thing after another, it sounds like you're on some type of database with multiple people using your address for some reason, which I don't understand why. Uh, my my mind doesn't operate on that criminal element. I can just tell you what you need to do to stop it. Uh, it's uspis.gov. It, again, it's the website. And if you want the phone number, let me give it to you right now. Uh, it's 877-876-2455. Once again, that phone number to file a complaint with the post office is 877-876-2455. And we'll go ahead and post that information over inside the Commando community as well. So if you go to commando.com slash community, and then there's a link in the upper left-hand corner that says Q&A Forum, and that's where we post some links that I mentioned here on the show. Sarah, congratulations on the big win. And also don't forget, you got that free bag at Dr. Marty's Nature's Food Blend, a value of $59.95. You're just going to love it. You know, speaking of mail, let me tell you this. I have a great mail lady. Her name is Elaine. And she's so fabulous. She leaves me notes when she's going on vacation because then I always get other people's mail in my mailbox for some reason. And then she takes the mail up to the front door. She's really phenomenal. So what I'm thinking, Sarah, is maybe if you can talk to your mail delivery person, maybe they can actually lend a hand and they can help out too. All right. It's time now for our digital life hacks. And this week is brought to you by NetSuite. All right. Halloween's just around the corner. And you have some great things that you can do to make your home the scariest, the beautiful one on the entire block. So what you need is a projector, a camera tripod, a DVD player, a portable Bluetooth speaker, and a Bluetooth transmitter. So that this way, when the trick-or-treaters come up, that you can have everything just happening right on your house. Now I'm not gonna tell you how to go through this. Uh, What we do is we have it all written out on the website. So look for use tech to have the spookiest house on the block this Halloween over at commando.com. All right, still to come, we have some more tips and tricks you don't want to miss, as well as a few great phone calls here on The Kim Commando Show.
0: Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing cyber threats are evolving and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let's CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more.
1: All right, Rusty in Lafayette, Louisiana. Hello there, Rusty. We have a vacation property, and
3: there are five people that are allowed to use it. And okay. we, we have a rule that you can take it once a week, or one week at a time, once per month. Okay. And we have no fashion calendar that you sign up with it. And um, anyway, one member of our family is signing up two weeks at a time,
1: <laughs> and this there's always there's always that one there's always one of them, Rusty. <laughs> there always is. <laughs> um.
3: And uh, we love her and everything, but um, we are trying to keep the peace, too. And I was wondering if there's some kind of software that would um, allow you to reserve it for a week and not let you take more than one week at a time.
1: Sure, to set up some rules. How are you guys doing it now?
3: It's just an old-fashioned calendar. Um,
1: We write it in 10 (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Absolutely. All right. If you're not sure what... So you know what? You know what? And probably the pen and the calendar has worked for many years fairly well. Uh, but now we need to get into the digital age, which I think you're really going to like because it has some cool features. Like you can actually have... The house can have a blog. Um, you can have a house bulletin board. And then with rules and instructions, you can say... Um, you can even schedule out list and schedule out individual bedrooms if you wanted to do that as well. And then, as you said, you can set different levels of usage. So maybe somebody only gets one week, like you said, every four weeks, and somebody else might get two weeks every six months, whatever it may be. And the the website that I'm thinking of for you to check out, it's called thevacationcalendar.com. It's thevacationcalendar.com. It's, it's not expensive. It's um, actually free to use for the first month, so you can see if it works out for you. After that, it's $20 a year. And that might be the best solution. You can always set up a Google Calendar, but it's not really made for this specific purpose. And so if you're looking for just an online calendar that's made for vacation rentals and then share it among family members, I'm not talking about Airbnb or Verbo or anything like that. Uh, the website that, uh, that I've actually used myself with a property or two is called thevacationcalendar.com. Again, it's $20 and it's at thevacationcalendar.com. Uh, Rusty, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate you getting through. It's always fun when tech can help you solve problems, especially when it deals with family members. All right, if you haven't already tapped into using smart plugs in your home, you're really missing out. As a matter of fact, the lights that are in my studio right now are all run by smart plugs. I just turn them on and off using the iPad. And they sit between the power socket and, say, a lamp, and they can do so many great things. You can control Whatever is using the smart plug with an app on your phone or your tablet, whether you're home or another part of the world. If you're going out of town, you can set timers on a few lamps to come on and off so it looks like that's your home. You can also have lamps come on in different schedules. Uh, The kid's gaming console or television, no more fighting over it. Use a smart plug to set a schedule for when the Xbox or TV comes on and off. Maybe you sleep with a fan or a heated blanket. You can put those on a schedule as well. So start thinking about things that you can use smart plugs for. And in case you're wondering which ones are the best, we have the buying guides over at commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.